Hey everyone, welcome into the PFI College Football Show. Michael McQuinn, delighted to be joined by Dark Harder, Connell Diggin, and Michael Lavery. Uh, first off, starting with yourself, protein, our, our, our own version of protein bar poppy, Dara. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about that introduction all day, I'm really sorry. Man. How you doing? That was good? harsh. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm patiently waiting some some news obviously we're we're pre-recording slightly here but um we're, we're waiting to see some some notifications if i'm looking if you ever see me looking down if you're watching this on a video feed you, you'll know what i'm doing if uh if, if dar's voice suddenly goes up or down you'll definitely know what's going on uh connell <laughs> are you doing well yeah i know it yeah? just cut out yeah yeah the uh what was the one where your woman said, uh, "Don't make any unnecessary journeys"? I, I, I know the Wi-Fi can be a bit sketched on that <laughs> sometimes, so don't, don't worry if it does uh, go in and out. Yeah, I think that's just what it was. I'm, I'll just, I'm gonna unconnect my. Happy days. No, no worries. No worries. <laughs> this is some start here, lads. This is great crack. Uh, Michael Lavery, Michael, um, how are you doing? You good? Our mom and dad. Yeah, not too bad, mate. I uh, living the dream uh, abroad here, uh, if you could say that. Oh, um, do you miss the theatre at all, or do you bring some money, or what's the cracker? Oh, no, we have an Irish centre here. Um, it's a pub that I work in, and they, and they get the, the food brought in, brought over. But uh, I'll not tell you which version of the theatre the ship in, like, just to save any controversies, but it's good to have it here. Well, there's three Nordies in this chat, and one laughing in the south. I mean, like, I, I'm just going to openly say, like, I prefer both. And leave it at that. Uh, I, I I like both flavors, but if you want to chirp in with your opinions, feel free to do so. However, I'm, I'm going to start off. We're, we're looking at offensive tackles on this draft, um, on 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 this draft preview, and we've sort of got to that point now, lads, where you know we've rolled through the offense uh, to a point where we're starting to look at this uh, guy from the Ohio State Buckeyes, and um, we're going to look at first off, Dar, we're we're going to look at Paris Johnson Jr. and um, watching his tape and watching the way that he went through college with Ohio State, he's explosive and his move, he, he makes the movement around the field just look so, so, so easy. But for me, his best, his best trait is, you know, just how he can operate as a run blocker. And I think for any team that's going to pick him up in the draft in, I guess, a few weeks now, like he's got that build of size, that build of, of athleticism and more so, He's for me the most power, the most powerful offensive tackle in this draft. Uh, I say first round value as it stands. Obviously depends, but um, let's see what happens. Yeah, he's just about the easiest projection you're going to find in this draft. I mean, in terms of a player who he, he's got very very few concerns coming out. He's so so solid. He was uh, obviously the starter on an offensive line, a very successful Ohio State offensive line that really tore their way through the Big Ten all season. Um, the size and the classism is the one thing you point to with with Johnson. But overall, like I mean, there's very few holes to pick in his game. As you said, better better as a run blocker than as a, in pass protection. But he can certainly has plenty of room for upside in, in all of those areas, in my opinion. Absolutely, and we're delighted. In terms of talking about upside, we're delighted to welcome back Connell with, with his Wi-Fi. Connell, uh, this is a guy that, yes, while he's got a lot of things going for him in terms of um, Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State, going to be a high draft pick in this year's draft, but he still needs to try and develop his hand technique, and he's certainly not the finished product. Yeah, I think definitely, like, that's the one thing that really does stand out to you. Like, his overall, like, physical build, his speed, everything else he has is 
absolutely perfect. It's what you're looking for. It's maybe even a bit more than what you're looking for in an offensive lineman. But I think, you know, the next guy we're going to go on to is definitely more a more refined prospect in that kind of realm. But I do think, you know, like there's a lot of teams who need offensive linemen. So he's going to suit a lot of teams and a lot of teams are going to be fine with him maybe not being at elite level in his first year, but that certainly with what he has, like they'll be much much more excited about what he'll be in two, three, four years, really. That's kind of what they're looking for. Absolutely. And Michael, I uh, was talking there a second ago about, I, I was talking about his hand technique in terms of improving. I was chatting to Jeff Reinbold whenever I was sort of prepping these podcasts and he identified the one thing with Paris is trying to just generally, you know, better or increase his lower body strength because at the minute, uh, it could sort of put him off on the run game and he needs to try and find a way to bulk that up or else it could be difficult for him. But he is... A great talent, and I, I, can't, I can't wait to see where he's going to go. Yeah, listen, he is. He's an exciting prospect there, and there's there's a lot of upside to him. As you said, there's a few things he needs to refine first before moving on to that pro level, but he's the sort of player that can you know plug in either guard or tackle there, and he's, he's going to make an instant improvement when he gets in there. Um, once, obviously, he makes those few sort of changes to his game. Um, but listen, a massive guy, big, big dude, and the, the way he moves is just so impressive for being an athlete of that size. And uh, even getting up into the second level and stuff, he's just he's shown flashes that uh, he's a big part of, of what could be an impressive run game for any team that takes him on. Absolutely. The second guy we're going to look at, so we've actually cut it down now. We're going to do four lads because there's four of us, and it's it's more even, isn't it? It's, it's an even number. Uh, it was Brett Favre's number, Dara. Uh, and, and right, no, ne- no need to rub this in. Okay, okay. Right, let's get the next player. Let's go. The next player we're going to talk about uh, is Peter Skronsky. Uh, if I've you know butchered his last name, lads, somebody tell me. Northwestern defensive tackle. Seen him play in Dublin. Uh, I guess we we all did uh, with that Northwestern Nebraska game. Fun fact, folks, if you're listening to this, I I really enjoyed the way that Northwestern sort of brought themselves and sort of handled themselves around Dublin and every player, not just um, Peter, but they have not won a game since then. Now, this guy's straight line speed, Dara, is exceptional. However, you know, you, you'd have to ask that, you know, what exactly is his limit? Can he, uh, do you have him down as the first offensive tackle on the board? Because we we, we, we had a bit of a discussion a second ago. He has got good lower body strength, but again, he's going to have to come in and really try and build upon himself over these next six months and also throughout his first season, wherever he goes. Yeah, I mean, I have him, him and Johnson is really, really 1A and 1B on, on my board at the minute. Uh, I think with Skronsky, you're getting a more refined player overall, but the ultimate ceiling on him will be his size. He's not a naturally um, long player he's got short arms he for in relative terms he's still an enormous human being of course but um he's a player who's been around the game his whole life like his, his grandfather was uh the left tackle for Lombardi's Packers and his father played uh football at a high level and the same with he's had an uncle that played in the NFL he's really had a storied family and has been built around the game like you can see it in the way he plays it his IQ in terms of every play knows what he's doing it's off the charts and you can't really compare it to anybody else in the class and Connell look he he really does need to try and increase his power uh, on the field and it's going to be a really interesting situation to see who goes first here um, do you have him going first ahead of the first option Paris? Yeah, I, 
I actually, yeah, I have him going first. And I think, I personally, like I think when I'm looking at someone for the O-line, I am looking for someone just with the extra refinement rather than betting on a prospect. Like, yeah, sure, if you get the prospect right and hit it out of the park, he'll probably be better. But I do think with Skaronski, you're getting a guy who's going to be a really good left tackle. But even with his shorter arms, you know, and all that, a lot of people are saying he's going to be an elite, you know, guard anyway. So you're getting really kind of the best of both worlds where if you want someone who's going to be good on the offensive line, he's going to probably be the best guy there because come in and they've trusted him since you to replace Rashawn Slater, one of the best tackles in the NFL. Like there's clearly something about him. If, you know, a, a college team's going to put this much um, faith in him. So I think a lot of NFL teams will like that as well. Michael, Michael. one thing just to note in this here, uh, Skronsky actually wears a knee brace on both legs. Now it may not be anything at all, but it could potentially be something we're not aware of, like a, like, like some sort of injury issue. Um, would you be concerned with that? Or do you think it's a non-story? Um, obviously players have their own preferences and how they sort of get ready for games and different pre-match rituals and maybe this is just something that he's grown up playing playing with his entire career um, teams will obviously do their due diligence on this they'll look into it if they're speaking with them they'll interview him to death over it and make sure that he's not sort of hiding anything back because he'll only hurt his own stock if you know if he lies about it, if he comes in, gets drafted high, gets injured, you know, then he's never going to be picked up again just on, on the basis of not being an honest guy. But I wouldn't look too far into it at the minute. If it hasn't hindered him to this point in his career, I would just say if it's something that he's comfortable with, if it's something that he's able to play with, and if he's, you know, openly honest that there's no injuries involved in behind it, then it, it's not too much of a concern for me. So the next guy we're going to talk about is Broderick Jones. Love the name for a start. Uh, I've seen him play sort of towards the end of the season. And he, you'd know he was a five-star recruit and top three in the country when he went into college football. His grip strength and his sheer athleticism is unbelievable. And I, I think he should be a contention here to go within, if not the top three, the top two, because I really feel he's that good for me. I I really like him. I've watched a, you know, just a bit of tape on him and he really does very good in terms of making contact in that first instance with that defenders. So yeah, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting choice to see where he goes in terms of in terms of like what he can do. He he needs to find a way where he can try and elevate his game a bit more. And this is going to be like a, a resigning factor with, just with all of these guys, but you can see so much potential for him. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's what you're looking for at the position when you see these players able to play well into their in their late thirties at a high level. I mean, you're not overly concerned about their play right up off the jump, you know, in the NFL when they can clearly show the ability to grow into a much better player down the line. I think that's exactly what Roderick Jones is. He's a fantastic athlete. No surprise they're coming out of Georgia. They're just it's an absolute factory for NFL like elite caliber athletes. Um, I think he's got a real aggressiveness about him, you know, something like a mean streak, which you do like to see, and, and teams are actively looking for that in in their offensive tackles. I think um, the only knock on him would maybe be a lack of experience. He only had 19 starts in college, and that would maybe be his biggest uh, his biggest knock going forward. Yeah, just in terms of what you're talking about, Dara, as well, Colonel, go into sort of just that there, his... Uh, the timing of some of his moves is not very consistent and he needs to find a way to try and uh, protect his chest more whenever he's playing. 
I mean, look, if he can find a way to try and be more settled generally on, on his feet and the way he plays, he's going to get to that next level. But he's he's got serious potential and he's one of the strongest guys in this draft at this, at this position. Yeah, like, I think really the one kind of knock I've seen on him is, well, one of the two knocks, I guess, is, you know, yeah, he can get a little bit unsettled by really, really good pass rushers. Now, in, in the SEC, to be fair to him, you, you're you not lacking a whole lot of elite pass rushers, but he's done he's done pretty well. Like, if you're winning two national championships and you're a starting left tackle for for national ta- championship winning team, there is definitely something about you. I guess the only other... Uh, knock that teams have had on him is he hasn't played a whole lot of snaps but it's not as big a worry because he's not missed those snaps because of injury he's just missed them because one last year there was a you know really good left tackle playing ahead of him but he managed to end up beating him out around the end of the season and then obviously this year played the whole year and has shown a lot more and obviously shown why he was one of the top recruits uh, in his class uh, so I think that's kind of something that a lot of teams maybe might not uh, might see as like he might be a little bit more need a little bit more development than what he he has right now. But I think the draft. Yeah, let's see, Michael. Just just finishing off on this guy, uh, talking there obviously, and, and both lads have said there about the limited experience of nineteen starts. Not just that there, but we've seen with multiple guys, especially in the last few years at the NFL draft level, and. Um, COVID having a massive impact. Some guys have had serious, seriously less games due to COVID seasons. And we've seen that not be an issue. They've come in and, and developed very well. I mean, would the whole 19 starts thing concern you? Um, it's it sort of dependent on the player. You know, you need your guys to be quick learners and they need to be ready to adopt. The, the step up in quality, regardless of what division you're playing in, in the college game to the pro level, is just immense. And you need to have the right guys in the building. So again, I, this all goes back to this draft process and the interview process. Uh, when you're speaking to guys, and you need to get the commitment from them that they're ready to come in, they're ready to commit themselves to this sort of new because it's a, it's a whole new lifestyle for them. Obviously, they're going through their college careers. They're they're more or less training at a professional level, but they've got other distractions going on. When they make it to the pros, they have to commit themselves fully to sort of perfecting this craft. And I don't I don't see less game time being a massive issue um i just it's more so then when they start to get games under their belt can they handle themselves well can they how do they recover uh and things like that so it's a step up in, in, his, in his own game it's a step up in production it's, it's a change in lifestyle but i think uh if you're if you're putting yourself forward to you know to be uh, an elite level nfl athlete you have to be ready for this sort of change 19 starts. Interesting. Uh, look, finally, we've got Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Now, Tara, this is a guy that turned out about 100 different places before he, before he chose to go to Oklahoma. Uh, Michigan for one Ohio as well. I think Ohio State tried to get him as well. Uh, his pass protection and his ability to play you know, well protecting the pass is just it's, it's unbelievable. His movement and his body type is perfect for this position. That being said, though, he can be quite inconsistent. And this is where we go down a bit now. And if, if we went down another three or four players, we would start to see, you know, you've got that inconsistency, but his metrics are good. Yeah, I think this is sort of where you do start to find, you know, able to pick a few more holes in these players. I think 
and um, you know he's prototypical in terms of his size and and the movement ability obviously yeah, everything in terms of like his combine numbers all of that they do screen first round pick uh, when you look at his tape, he does be, a, as you say, a wee bit inconsistent, a wee bit like erratic in, in some of his movements. But I don't think it's something that teams should really worry about. I think it's, you know, something they can definitely clean up. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of a lot of things to like about him overall as a prospect. I think, you know, you have teams there in the late first round, definitely in need of an offensive tackle. And if he's the only one left on the board, I think I could see a lot of teams availing of him, especially with that added boost of the, the fifth year option you get from the first round picks. Connell, is there anywhere in the first round that you would see um him go? Because it's 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 an interesting one if if he is available towards the end of the first or mid second. Um a number of teams, as Dar said, could, could go for him. I think, you know, looking through the teams that will want him, with since, you know, he is much weaker in the running game than he is the passing game, like I kind of look at a team who you're looking at teams who are passing the ball the majority of the time. And personally, for a team who really, really needs some offensive linemen, or at least to improve their offensive line, I, I think the, the, the Bengals would actually be a really, really great pickup or he'd be a great pickup for them because not only that, like they have, like they've shown in the playoffs this year that with, with their guards, you know, they're good enough to at least be a solid rushing team as well. And, you know, more than likely with the whole Joe Mixon situation, they'll have a new running back next year. Um, so I think that would be a very nice place for him to go. But I, I also do want to give a quick shout out um, to a North Dakota State player who we don't have on our list. But I want to give a shout out to Cody Mauk or Mauk or because this guy is the best looking player in the NFL draft with the two missing front teeth, the long flowing red hair. He's just great to, to look at. And, he you know, he probably isn't going to go in the first round but a lot of people have him kind of going in the second round uh recently now um probably more projected as a guard but he played tackle in college as well absolutely and uh, michael just to finish off um on anton harrison uh no no one injury history which is crucial to that position we've seen a lot of people talk about different teams and connell mentioned the Bengals there uh, he's from washington the commanders could be an interesting option for him yeah, they definitely could, and, and it's good, obviously, to have that clean injury slate. The, the the danger of the NFL and the danger of the, the the nature of this sport is obviously that that can change in an instance. But to come in with a, with a clean bit of, bit of health is definitely a bonus. I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see the Chiefs go after him as well, just sort of for as Dara mentioned that fifth round option at the end of the first. Um, it's just that, that when you get sort of that bottom end of the draft, you, you see team or the bottom end of the first round, should I say? You see teams sort of picking up players like this just to have that option for them whenever it comes to five years down the line. Um, but yeah, you mentioned that the commanders as well. That definitely wouldn't be a shock either. Time will tell. You can check out all of our podcasts ahead of the NFL draft on the 27th of April on the Pro Football Ireland podcast network. Just search Pro Football Ireland and it'll pop up. Uh, you can follow us at NFL Ireland and I'll drop all these lads' socials in the comments as well for now. Thanks so many lads. Chat to you soon. 